The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus' disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did Jesus homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, It is not right to take the food of children and throw it to the dogs. She said, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And the woman's daughter was healed from that hour. The Gospel of the Lord. So it's an exciting time to be in Lincoln, Nebraska. I just got an email last night from a couple I know in Minneapolis, St. Paul, who are driving all the way down for two minutes of action tomorrow. So they're driving all the way from Minneapolis to watch the eclipse. And that is pretty exciting. I'm kind of excited about it myself, debating whether or not to go to Cortland for an extra 45 seconds. I called Mr. Eckler at the school on Friday to steal some Eclipse glasses, borrow some Eclipse glasses. And there'll be lots of people coming here to see to watch as the sun goes dark during the day. And as I was reflecting on that, I was thinking about one of my favorite quotes from Pope Benedict XVI. It's from a discourse that he gave to the Pontifical Council on the Family in 2011 when he said, that the new evangelization depends largely on the domestic church. In our time as in times past, the eclipse of God, the spread of ideologies contrary to the family and the degradation of sexual ethics are connected. 
And just as the eclipse of God and the crisis of the family are linked, so the new evangelization is dependent on the Christian family. The family is indeed the way of the church because it is the human space of our encounter with Christ. And so he talks about the eclipse of God. The fact that for many people, God is there, he's present. And yet there are these things in our culture that just kind of get in the way of seeing him. Right? They get in the way of seeing him. Particularly the spread of ideologies contrary to the family and the degradation of sexual ethics. And we certainly do live in a culture where there are the spread of ideologies contrary to the family. We can't really go, I don't know, more than a few hours of our day if we're consuming media without running into something that is spreading an ideology contrary to the family. Whether that's spreading the ideologies that are contrary to our belief that marriage is between one man and one woman or the ideologies that say that our bodies don't matter or the ideology that says your body is the only thing that matters. And so we should expect that there is also this eclipse of God that goes on in our culture. And as we witness this event <clears throat> tomorrow, we'll sort of see how the sun is shining brightly on us. And then slowly as the moon moves into its place, it will become darker and darker and darker. And then it'll start to become lighter and lighter and lighter. So that the sun shines brightly once more. And if the sun is an analogy or a metaphor for God, It's also a time to reflect on the history of salvation and how in the beginning God created everything and it was very good. His light <clears throat> shone down upon our first parents. But then after the fall and original sin, and this time period of distortion, many worldly things started to eclipse God.
And then at another point in the history of salvation, the Father sent his Son into the world in order to redeem us, in order to let his light shine again, but rather to let it shine even more brightly. That's the story that we recount in scripture every single time we come to Mass. But it's also the story of our own lives. That even in our own lives, we have things that eclipse God that get in the way of us seeing him. Sometimes it's our own falling into confusion because of those ideologies that are contrary to the family, the degradation of sexual ethics. Sometimes it's constantly turning to worldly things for comfort. Sometimes it might be a group of friends that sort of drags us down and doesn't encourage us in our faith. But whatever sin that we fall into, whatever distortions we carry in our own lives, whether they're the sins of the culture or a kind of spiritual pride or gluttony or wrath, resentments that we hold in our hearts, all of those things sort of eclipse the face of our Lord. And so tomorrow is really a time that we can kind of look up and be in wonder at the way that God created the universe, but also to be in wonder at the way that he is using the universe in order to remind us about the history of our salvation. to remind us that we have things, too, that eclipse his son in our lives. And that we have need for repentance from those things. In the gospel reading, this Canaanite woman goes to our Lord, and she's really a model of repentance. You know, the fact that this detail is included, that she's a Canaanite woman, is important because you know, the Canaanites were descended from Canaan, who was the son of Ham. And in Genesis chapter 9, there's this story of how Noah gets drunk and his son Ham looks upon his nakedness, which most scripture scholars would say that's sort of a euphemism for sexual sin. And then his two brothers go in and cover Noah's nakedness, and then Noah curses Ham 
and curses his son Canaan. And so the Canaanites are always associated in Scripture with that kind of sin, the very kind of sin that Pope Benedict says eclipses God. And so when this Canaanite woman goes to Jesus, that's kind of the background in everybody's mind as she approaches him. And he gives her this very blunt, direct kind of answer that I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and it's not right to throw the food of the children to the dogs. And she simply replies in humility, Master, even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. I know who I am, and yet I'm still asking you. Repentance involves recognizing who we are. owning up to the fact that we are sinners who are in need of a redeemer. Kind of naming the things that eclipse God in our own lives. And in the midst of naming those things, to ask him for his mercy. To ask him to change our hearts. to truly ask him for that. When he says, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, he means it. And we all have to beg him to show us his mercy, even though we're sinners. And as his light starts to shine forth, into our hearts. It is the light of his love that will transform us. But there's no access to our hearts as long as we hold on to those things of the world. As long as we are holding on to our sin or our pain or our pride, our desire to do everything by ourselves. He wants us to be completely dependent on him. It's then that his grace can transform our hearts and he begins to shine brightly in our lives once more. And so today let us pray One, for the safe travel of all those who are coming to Lincoln for this event, but also that it may be a reminder to us that we have things in our own lives that eclipse the Son of the Most High and our need to repent of those things.
so that his light truly may shine in the darkness. And the darkness will not overcome it.